Sunday morning. How we doing, brother? Doing good, man. Sunday morning, bro. Freaking yesterday, 82 beautiful degrees on Long Island. Today, my nipples are as sharp as nails, dude. It's like 48 <laughs> degrees here. <laughs> Is it, has it been cold there? I could you cut, cut glass. glass right now. Yeah, I could definitely cut glass. Uh yeah, it's like look look right here. It's like it's like rainy. Oh yeah, it's, like, it's rainy here too. It's like rainy, rainy, and uh, you know, I, I'd probably say it's like fifty degrees. I kind of like it. It's like I like that little chill. I, Dude, I don't mind. Okay. I like to, I like this weather. I, yeah, I, I like I like a little uh, a little chill in here. Do you get bears back there? You get such so much. Is there like bears? bears. I have seen I've seen a coyote. We get tons of turkeys. Dude, I got turkeys here all the time. Clock, 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 they're clock, so clock. big. They're big, aren't they? They're humongous. Do what? Do one time. <laughs> Chinch, you gotta come to my house one time uh, over here. I, 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 my backyard's really like the woods, right? So, and I'd thrown some leaves over this one area, and and I come one morning to uh, one morning, one night, one night, it's like nine thirty at night, and I'm get out of my car, and I hear this like ruffling of the leaves. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, am I gonna see like, you know, a like cute still? little deer or something? Yeah, yeah, am I gonna see a cat over there? No, I, no, I, no, I thought it was like just like a. Yeah, it sounded like a cat or a dog. Dude, I go over to look. This turkey and I come Rick of nose to nose, bro. This thing comes kitch. I almost <laughs> crap my pants. This this thing comes out with its wings. They go up like this right in front of my face. I like I had to dive down like take cover. Freaking dove down on my driveway. Stop dropping roll like I was on fire. Freaking thing goes right over my face. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm on the ground, dude. I'm like, oh my god, I've never, I've never been face to face with a turkey before. I'm sure he's never been face to face with a human either. I'm gonna crush him at Thanksgiving in a couple weeks. That's why I have no problem eating turkey at Thanksgiving now. That tried to kill me one night. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's what you get. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Hey man, shoot. We gotta talk about this because this is like a generational thing for us. How about freaking uh Matthew Perry passed away last night. That's that's crazy. I can't believe it. I was sitting there watching the uh, World Series, and my daughter Carly, who's the biggest Friends fan in the world, mm. literally, it's like Matthew Perry died, and I couldn't believe it, dude. I literally can't believe yeah. it. And you know, I know he's had struggles with you know, you know, addiction and stuff mm. like that, up and down. But you know, you never think to see somebody pass away. Was he fifty four? Yeah, something. He was 54, 54 years old. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah. you know, his family, you know, prayers out to you guys. And, yeah. Obviously, that that you know, they they uh, Matthew Perry and all those guys shaped our gener our generation with that show. Friends was just yeah. you know we we all high school college, you know we get together friends nights parties Thursday night friends yeah. party here we go, yeah right. So like my language when that show was on was basically just talking like the three guys from there and half of the girls I knew had uh, Rachel's haircut like. Yeah, was like yeah. entire existence back then, you know, nothing better than Joey and Chandler too. Their like friendship was like, oh, it's, the it's best. really, it's really a bummer, man. I, everybody's really upset about it. No. His family, it's 
Kind yeah, of no, it really is a bummer. I remember I met Matthew Perry one time at the uh, yeah. at the um, at the World Series in Detroit. I was getting in the elevator, and he was getting. We got in at the same time, and and I was just, you know, I I, I tell you the truth, you know, you, you listen. You got a little starstruck. We get starstruck with. I got a little starstruck with Matthew Perry just because you never see those guys out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just you know introduced myself in the in the elevator, and he was like nice to meet you, and you know with a quick conversation, I got off, he got off, but. I had a you know really nice encounter with him, man. He was yeah. seemed like a really really nice guy. Yeah, oh, man. By the way, those whole nine yards movies were really underrated too. Him and Bruce Willis. Do you remember those? Those are great movies. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Nice. All right. Well, R.I.P. It's in a better place, hopefully. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the baseball game. Arizona putting a whooping. You said it before we came on yesterday. You were like, Zona's tie in this game. We're going back one one. Yeah, I just because they're a good team, man. They're a good team, and like we keep so many of us in the national media keep saying, "Oh, the Cinderella story." No, no, the Diamondbacks feel like they're a great team, and it turns out they are. And the way they beat you, dude, they they had three sacrifice bunts last night. Evan Lagore even laid one down. Three, three sack bunts. Um, you know, just uh, the the way that they play the game. Um, Tommy Pham, what had four hits last night. Uh-huh. Right, Tommy Pham had four hits. Carroll came up with a big hit. Um, a big start by uh, Alec Thomas uh, from um, from Tor Lavello because he wanted Thomas's uh, he wanted his um, glove out there in center. But then it turns out he comes out the game right at the gates, got a big knock, scored a run, couple hits uh, off Montgomery. So you know that was a nice a nice uh, you know throw in there. But dude. I don't know if you can go go to the box score because I didn't see I the end it. box score, but but I believe how many hits did they have and how many strikeouts? That's as what a great I, stat. Yep. Yeah, I got it. They had sixteen hits. Yep. The two strikeouts. Sarah Langs has a great stat on that. Hold on. Uh, okay, because because that was the game right there, dude. Sixteen hits and two strikeouts. They do a great job of controlling the zone, putting the ball in play. Go ahead, you got change. Uh, let's see. Okay, this is again Sarah Langs. Props to her. Oh, as always, she's got great stats. The yeah. D-backs yeah. between Love the yeah the third team to strike out two or fewer times in a World Series game in the wild card era. Just the third team. 2010 Rangers did it in game two. 2002 Angels did it in game two. Only five teams have had at least 15 hits and two or few strikeouts in a World Series game. How crazy is that? That's crazy. Right. And, and that just tells you three and three sacrifice and. They are still. They're running around the field. They get on base. They are just running around the field as fast as they can. Dude, all they do is steal. All they do is steal. Yeah. Score. I mean, I mean, I mean. If there's a single, if they're if they're on second, they do a great job with their secondary leads. Dude, like very. You good watch. Job. You got to be. You got to lock into good base running, man. If you watch guys, teams that score and they score from second base. If you pay attention, to these guys' secondary leads, they're going, man. They're they're mm-hmm. they're, they're hopping and they're going. So. I love the aggressiveness. I love the mentality, and I love what Tori Lavello said too. He, he said, "Hey, listen, in three years from now, I could have a, I could have, we we could have a lineup of bangers. You know, guys that are hitting the three run homers, something like that. But right now, with the team that I have, I got to manage them with the personnel I have. What we have is we have speed, we have good baseball guys, we play good defense, and we pitch. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna that's how we're gonna play the game. But I I just love how it's a little bit of a throwback to be like, oh, you don't want to bunt anymore? That doesn't win games. Oh yeah." We're in the World Series. Here's a nice sack bunt. Oh, you don't want to get a guy over? Yeah, we get guys over. Oh, yeah, uh, sack fly, we get guys in. 
We steal bases. We do a lot. We play good defense. We do a lot of little things. It's not just a three-run homer with these guys. I believe the only home run hit yesterday was Gabriel Moreno hit a solo home run. Yep. Early yep. on. So, Ooh, by the way, he's got four now in the postseason or something like that. He's like closing in on like catcher record for postseason. Uh, yeah. Ones too. How about this? Is the other thing too, the mix of vets and young guys. We talk about Carolina. <laughs> Bless you. Dude, cold weather. Well, the pollen must have hit me out here. Bro. Pollen must have hit me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, Alec Thomas has been impressing me. First of all, he's only 23 years old. And then you see Evan Longoria out there who's 73 years old. It's like <laughs> they have a really great mix. More yeah. young, more youth than age. And listen, Cattell Marte, uh, he kind of like has had peaks and valleys in his career. That dude is a he's a stud right now. He's a super stud right 18, now. 18 games in a row, right? How about that? Record now, now stands alone. Sean, how hard is that? How it's hard so is hard. 18 game history in general? But then on the biggest stage, I mean, granted, it's a different streak, but it's still an amazing streak. He's a, it's he's at the top of the list. Bye bye, yeah. Jeter. You yeah. know how much Mar- Marte has the record there. Yeah, because in the postseason too, you're facing the best. The guy, the reason those teams are there because you're facing the best pitching. So to have an 18 yeah. game hitting streak against the best pitchings is incredible. I want to get back to your Longo comment because Longo made a comment. I read an article where he was talking about back his last World Series in 2008. Um, he was making a point saying that when he got there, he felt like the weight of the world was on his shoulders, that he had to do everything, that he had to go to another level, that what he was doing wasn't good enough. He had to do something more special because against us, I think I said the other day in the ALCS, you know, when I was with the Red Sox, I mean, he totally went off and we lost in game seven, Long- Longorious probably the biggest reason why then he went into the world series and i think he had like a buck 50 he was not good and he was saying you know you can't teach experience here he is 15 years later in the world series and his message to the guys is hey be you i don't care if you're a rookie i don't care what you're once we cross those white lines it's still baseball let's slow down let's play our game let's put pressure on the let's put pressure on the defense offensively and let's let's make sure we and i think that message has become loud and clear because these guys look loose, they look relaxed, they look intense, they look like they're come. And what also too, Chinch, do you have a stat for what they were with runners in scoring position? I think they were like five for twelve, or maybe even six for thirteen, or something like that. Got you know, backs, uh, runners in scoring position. Uh, I don't know the specific number, but they the bo- the bo- at left. the bottom of the box score at the bottom of the box score in Arizona. Yeah, look at here, runners left in scoring position. Two out? What does that mean? One, no, it's just say runner. It's just say RISP, and then I know. Oh, there, team RISP. RISP. They were six for fourteen. There you go. Six for fourteen, dude. So they <laughs> almost were five hundred. With one scoring position, like I tell you what, you want to win ball games, pitch it, catch it, and hit with runners in scoring position. You're going to win games, especially in, mm-hmm. in, you know in the postseason. And, the World Series. and they didn't strike out bonus points there, you know, like dude, and and, and, that, and that's another good point, too. They scored nine runs and putting pressure on the defense, put the ball in play. I don't give a I can't stand when people say, Well, the strikeout's just another out. Bill shit. I'm gonna say that. Bull shit. It's not just another out. Put the ball in play, give a tough at bat, put pressure on the defense, make guys make plays. These are some of the fastest guys in the world. Just because you put the ball in play doesn't mean it's going to be an easy out. Guys, make guys make plays. Amen to that. And, hey, how about Merrill Kelly, bro? Talk about game of your life. Game of your life in the World Series. Good timing, right? Dude, him. You know, you talk, 
talk about Merrill Kelly just stepping up in a humongous way, dude. He had everything working, man. He had the cutter working. He had the curveball working, the slider, you know, two-seamer. You know, he does a great job of crisscrossing the plate. Doesn't have overpowering stuff, but spots everything on the edges, man. Lives on the edges. And uh, he did a great, great, great job last night living on the edges against the uh, Rangers. You know what I was thinking last night? What was interesting? You know who he looks like? You know the comedian Nate Borgazzi? Yeah, I love, yeah, love Nate Borgazzi. First of all, funny enough, he hosted Saturday Night Live last night. I didn't realize that. I'm going to go Nate back. Nate Borgazzi did? Yeah, did it, looks, really? it looks pretty hysterical. Look up, do look up when everybody gets off of this. Merrill Kelly, his headshot, and Nate Borgazzi, little doppelganger there. A little bit check it out. I don't check know. it out. Yeah, he I think Nate, Nate Borgazzi's not as strong as Merrill Kelly, right? <laughs> no, I, I would assume not. <laughs> Dude, Merrill just like talk about like being composed. There was never a time where you were like, uh, maybe this is trouble. And on the flip side, Montgomery pitched really great for a while. It's just they just got slapped around too too hard. But man, I every time I see as a Yankee fan, every time I see Jordan Montgomery out there, I'm like, oh, like, they do. What did they do? Yeah, that was a tough one. That's no a, offense, a, no offense to the guys they got back, but like it's a left-handed starting pitcher. Yeah, like, that was, and and that had a, a three ERA for you with the Yankees. It kind of, yes. kind of, kind of a weird move. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, what they what they were looking for was they felt they had enough pitching when they got Montas. They went and got Harrison Bader. You know, obviously Bader is an elite center fielder. That's what they were hoping for. It just didn't work out at the end of the day. Right. All right. So you have your like take us through as a World Series performer yourself. Now you got the off day. You're starting zero zero. Like what's what's kind of happening? So you know you get on a plane. Everybody fly back last night, or do they do they fly to the next destination last night, or do you fly in the morning? And then like what what's your kind of like? How are you mentally handling the off day? Right now, I was different for you guys because were you down? Yeah, yeah, that would that might be interesting because I think sleep nowadays is such a big deal. So I wouldn't be surprised that the Rangers fly in today. They go home, sleep in their beds last night, get good sleep, and then fly today. Usually, you would just fly that night and you would fly the next place. But the fact that they have an off day, sometimes you fly in that day. So I bet you they get up this morning and fly in tomorrow, have a little maybe a little workout at at the at uh, at the field and then in Arizona and then they, then they play game, uh, game three. Nice. But you know what, dude, if, if you're the Diamondbacks, you're, you, 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 you're, you feel like it's a victory that you split one, one and you're going back to Arizona. Sure. And if you're the Rangers, you're glad that you clipped them in game one and it's one, one going back to Arizona. Cause it could easily be two Oh Diamondbacks right now. Great point. D-backs did not necessarily fully lose that game. That was a push. That was like a penalty kicks yeah. in soccer that game. Yeah. Game yeah. Like, you know? dude, they need, they, 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 the thing about that, the Rangers needed a two run homer by Seager to tie it in the ninth. Mm-hmm. And then they had a walk off by Garcia. So, so many things had to go right for the Rangers to, to win game one. So we'll see what happens in Arizona, but I just, you know, I know, uh, I know that crowd's going to be rocking out there. It's going to be, it's yeah. going to be fun to watch. Have you seen this split screen that's going around? Video people are stealing this from some guy who, some random guy who did it, but it's all over the place now. Yeah. He put a split screen of George W. Bush the last time he threw out a first pitch, and this oh. time, and they showed right. it, and then they cut to the Yankees tied against the D-backs that night in the bottom of the ninth, and then. Uh, the, the interested <laughs> to the D-backs, and so it's like the curse of the D-backs are cursed by George Bush Jr. <laughs> That's incredible. It is incredible it is though crazy. how that happened. Like 
Yeah. D-back. 22 years, 23 years ago. Dino Martinez, lefty hitter. Corey Seager, lefty, ties it. And then Jeter and, Od- and Garcia both go to right field to walk yeah. it off. That was Mr. November. I think that was a Miss November, Mr. November game. One of them. I think was, it was, yeah. He gave I mean, he, Jeter was unbelievable in that series, even though they lost. So it was Paul. That was 2001. But then, but the Diamondbacks came back to win, though. They, I'm, I mean, I'm well aware, bro. Oh, I know. It I'll, still hurts, doesn't it? They I'll never like forget. Seven titles. I'll tell you that. I had just moved to, I had just moved to Bristol, lovely Bristol, Connecticut, at ESPN, and I'm there. And and I'm watching in my I'm have like Domino's pizza. I don't know anything else to do in that town. I'm watching the game by myself. So I call home to my dad, game seven, because Mariano's coming out on the mound. And I call my dad and he answers the phone. I go, Dad, here we go. I couldn't not be on the phone with you for, to watch Mariano close us out. And I'll never forget. My dad goes, I don't know, Rich. And I'm like, what's the matter? What are you talking about? He goes, Nobody on this planet is perfect. It's impossible to be perfect. He's like, I just feel like this might be the one where, where Mariano blows oh, no. it. I swear, swear, and sure as hell he did. And then talked to my dad for like three days. After <laughs> it was his dad, fault. Your dad's the reason. Remember when you were a kid, you thought it was your fault. You would like turn the TV off if the, your team wasn't going good. <laughs> you try, I'm turning. It my dad used to do that with St. John's basketball games. They'd be down like five, and he's like, "I got to turn the game off for like 15 minutes, get him back on track." And I'm like. They don't know you turn the television set off, Dad. Nor does God care about this. That's my other that's thing. Other, I was gonna say well, that's when we realize we're really not that important. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think we you don't have that much impact on games that are well. Honestly, and listen, this is a good Christian boy here. I grew up in the Catholic Church, but every time I see like the final play of an NBA game, they hand the ball to the guy right before they hand the ball to the guy who's throwing it in. He gives a sign of the cross. And meanwhile, the guy who's covering him gives himself the sign of the cross. So I feel like you break even there. Like, if there's are there more signs? There's got to be a stat for that. Whoever gives more signs of the cross, you're going to win the game. It's not going to happen that way. I used to remember, I used to think about that guy on the mountain sometimes, give that, you know, sign yeah. of the cross. He goes, say some prayers before he gets on the bump. And I'm thinking, come on, Lord, I know you love me too. It's back. back. You know? Yeah. It's not just him, it's me too. When you're younger, when you're younger, you think like that. You know, you do everything's everything's like that's always funny. It's always a funny thing when you see that. Did you have superstitions? Did you have superstitions superstitions when you played, or how you put your uniform on, and did you take them to the field with the Yankees this year? Anything pop in your head? I had some superstitions with the Yankees, like where I would sit. Really? Like sometimes I'd go underneath and watch the game with like Pettit was there. So Pettit would be in the tunnel and he'd be watching the game on the TV. And sometimes I would go down and sit with him. And what I would find was one, two, three, inning, one, two, three, inning, one, two, three. And one time I'd go up watching the dugout, and all of a sudden, Eric, you break it. I'd run back downstairs to Pettit, like, hey, move over. I'm, you know, I lock in here. With, you know, I, whenever funny. I'm sitting here, we're getting one, two, three innings. So that was one thing that I was definitely superstitious with. You know what? One thing with superstitions, what I used to do, Harvey Dorfman, my, my mental coach, used to say, you know, if you if superstition starts driving the bus, do something different to prove to yourself that's not your superstition. Mm. You know, so if I put socks in the same way, one thing I would do is sometimes wear my undershirt, and not not wash it, or I'd wear the same like under. You know, I wouldn't what? wash my cup or something like that. Whatever, <laughs> something like that. It was ridiculous, but but then I would I would but as I got to the point, my brain would go, oh, it's because you haven't washed your shirt is the reason you're you're getting three hits tonight. I would I would eventually just be like, no, I'm not doing that tonight. And then I would go out and get some hits and like just to prove that it wasn't the superstition. That's great. That's great. Did you have any change? 
I had the same superstition in baseball that I did in football is remember back. I don't know if the, the belts are probably much easier to put in now, but remember you would put your belt in and there'd be little holes for you kind of like drag it all the way through and then put the, Oh yeah. Yeah. For some reason I had to, I would never pull it all the way through a loop. I had to keep it inside the, 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 <laughs> the waist of the pants until the very last thing and pull it and put the belt on i couldn't i couldn't like put it through one loop take it and go around and i still kind of do that when i put jeans on when i put a belt on i don't i don't pull it all the way through i i like I keep it going it through the thing it makes absolutely zero sense but i, I just have to do i have I've always right. as long as it makes sense to you bro it doesn't matter yeah, anybody but, else do you know the other one other thing i had at some point in high school i got this kink where before any big sporting move I would do so before I would come to the plate, I would tilt my head this like tilt my head to the right, tilt my head to the left, and then and then like stretch it forward. And it got to a point where that became like a nervous tick for me. So I would just be walking around during the day and like go <laughs> until like I had to psychologically stop myself from doing it because my friends were like, dude, that's you do that all day long now. You know what I'm talking about? Like the Danny. Oh, talk. yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, oh, dude. Dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. Dude, I still, my routine, I'm going to show you. I still do this. It's so ridiculous. But I, I in my hitting routine, and I'd get in, I'd be like yeah. shoulders. And then I would do this. I'll like stretch right, stretch left. Hmm. And then and then I'd pop my hip like that. Dude, yeah. I, if I'm in the kitchen, I'm like this all the time. Left, right, <laughs> pop. Right. And then, I, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Like, you obviously get stuff from your from your parents, too. So my son Andrew does it. Like does I was it? with him the other day. He's like stretching like I do. Like, wow, he got that. No doubt got that. It's crazy. Monkey see, monkey yeah. do, man. Monkey see, monkey do, yeah. Nice. All right. I'm going out. Big day. Uh Kelly, my mom in law, 60th birthday today. Going out to Oh, nice, dude. Happy birthday, Kelly. That's incredible. Yeah. Going to a nice. She's 60? Yeah. yeah. She looks 30. I was gonna say, did she have Jess when she was like 12? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, she was young. She was young. She, yeah. Dude, our parents, we grew up in a different generation, man. People were knocking out 18 to 22 and being married for like 75 years. Yeah. We get like 30 years old. My parents my parents started late. My mom's 80, only be 83. Mine did too. My dad's about to be 84, yeah. Mine did too. My parents were always the old parents at like my little league games. They were like the grown-ups that all the other parents. So <laughs> like, like, I was a second kid and I'm six years younger than my brother. And most of them were on their first kid. So like right. my parents were like the patriarts of all like sports I played because right. they were just like what do I do? What do I do? And they were giving advice on how to raise their children. Uh, <laughs> so funny, it's so funny, dude. Yeah. So funny. What do you got going I, on today? Well, uh, not not much, man. About to go about to go to church okay. at eleven thirty with the girls and not much else, man. Watching football, probably. Yeah. A big game for yeah. the Steelers. Basic day, yeah. Nice. Steelers right. Jacksonville today, yeah. Um, all right, brother. Yeah. I, I got I got asked to go to the game today. I turned it down. It's uh, tough. Man. I just don't feel like I just don't. I I, I just I don't I don't know. I it's different. Do it. It's it, going to a professional football game is like it's not just like an event. There's there's like some physical effort that gets put into the traffic and the traffic and in the weather. I don't know. They make TV so good now, and the audio on your TV is so good. It's so nice. I'll be right in front of this TV right here. Yeah, look at that. You're going to have a fireplace going. You're not going to have a fire going? Yeah, I'm going to do that rather do that than, uh, you know. Yeah, good move. Good move. All right. Good luck. Really quick, how was your Paw Patrol thing last night? Dude, it was was crazy. First of all, we go to this thing. We were kind of like the only family dressed up. 
<laughs> and there were like eight of us, and we were all dressed as a Paw Patrol. And there were a ton of kids at this thing. So all the kids, I think, thought we were like the entertainment. So I was this guy. My name was Rubble. Rubble is, I guess, the yellow Paw Patrol dog. Right. I would walk over. Little kids, like, Rubble Ball! Rubble's here running up, like, pulling on my shirt. And I'm like, so weird. I didn't realize Paw, Paw Patrol has a very huge following. Wow, I didn't know that, dude. Because uh, you, your kids probably didn't have it. They were, yeah, I think your kids were past when it became popular. Yeah, yeah. But Amaya was great. She had, little, she had dog ears and everything. I look like a moron. <laughs> I, I actually and then I'm and then I find myself wait so we go to this real quick we go to this there's this big place called D's Nursery it's beautiful it's like this huge right. nursery and they have like this fall festival so the second place we go is there and uh you know kids can color pumpkins all the crap they do and whatever and I'm walking around by myself at one point and I see everybody looking at me now now I'm just a grown man in a Paw Patrol costume walking around the children's party by myself and i'm like i was like jess we can't separate anymore because i look like i'm gonna try to take a child from this place <laughs> and she's like yeah you're right you look like a maniac when you're not with us <laughs> i could tell all the dads kind of side-eyeing me like oh yeah dude yeah scumbag <laughs> and i'm like no it's all right I got a bunch over there. What is this guy doing dressing in a Paw Patrol up and <laughs> lurking around the kids? Yeah. Obviously, I've been scared. I, I, would, I would call you out. Yeah, you probably would have. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, today will be better. Just a nice time. All right. Have a great Sunday, dude. We'll get back at it tomorrow. You too, man. Yep. See you tomorrow, brother. And we'll see everybody tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to this special edition Sunday morning. Yeah. Bye, bro. Love you. Love you.